This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. What did I hear all over the radio, all over TV, internet today? He's not making the proper adjustments. He's not, yeah, maybe the stars don't need a coach, but the rest of the team does. Why don't they run Durant off screens? Why is he just going one-on-one playing hero ball? Oh, Steve Nash was eviscerated on his lack of coaching ability today. I never, the greatest proof that no one pays attention to the Brooklyn Nets was in the last 24 hours. Where have all these people been? We knew that Steve Nash was not a, a legitimate NBA head coach. He didn't. He wasn't an assistant anywhere. He had never been nope. a head coach before. Nope. He was a hand-picked guy by two superstars who, who run the show with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So where have all these people been? Like, all of a sudden, it's like everybody woke up today and is like, hey, wait a second, this Steve Nash guy is not doing a whole lot of co- – he's just clapping his hands on the sideline and, hey, go, yeah. guys, go get him. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we said that. I mean, Kyrie Irving told you when they hired him, we don't need a coach. Mm-hmm. One night I can be the coach. One night he, Kevin, can be the coach. They right. told you everything they needed to. And you know what the funniest thing I heard was today? If this goes sideways for the Nets, if they go down in this series, they're going to need a culture change. <laughs> What is that? All I've been hearing for the last five years is about this Nets culture. The culture, right. the culture. The reason why KD and Kyrie went there was because of the the building of the culture that the Nets had. Then they got there and they they gutted all the culture that they supposedly loved so <laughs> including much. Including the coach. Right, including the coach who built the culture. Oh, boy, it's tough time. It's bad news for the Nets, huh? It is. Now, let me give you an example. You know, Jay Williams is part of our morning show. You mm-hmm. know, because you're part I, of I've the heard morning him, yep. show, too. Absolutely. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, 8 to 10, 987 ESPN. Now, here, you hear from Jay Williams in a second. Here's what he had to say. He's talking about Steve Nash, and he says Nash struggles with in-game adjustments. Listen to <laughs> Jay, Jay Will. So many people around the league have talked about Steve Nash's inability for in-game adjusting, and we saw that in their offense so many times in the second half. It was just, they were, they were so stagnant. The ball died when it was in Katie or Kyrie's hand. Nobody was moving off the ball. And that's when you talk about Boston going on a 23-4 run in the fourth quarter and coming back. It, this comes down to coaching to me. See? <laughs> See? Yeah, I, I, there you go. Blaming Steve Nash would almost be like blaming Aaron Boone for where the Yankees are at. And I think actually mean, in Nash's mean, case, it's even worse. You mean they don't blame Aaron Boone for what Oh, no, they do. But, like, it, you know that he's not the one that's really pulling the strings. I got it. And I, I think it. with Brooklyn, it's even more so, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. definitely not the one pulling. He was hired because he is not even going to look at the strings. Never mind, pull them. So I, I get it. None of the criticisms that anybody's making is wrong. I don't think he's a good head coach. Mm-hmm. But where have you been this entire time? <laughs> We've known this. This is yeah. like a well-known fact. This is not something we got into the playoffs and it was like, oh, this guy can't go left. No, we knew he can't go left. It's funny. Oh, just just for a quick second, you mentioned about blaming Aaron Boone. I mm. have a, a guy who does some work. You know, a handyman does work yeah, around the house. Yeah, sure. He calls. <laughs> he says the Yankees are managed by Boone Cash. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, I think it's Cash Boone. I think that that's really what it is. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Let's hear from Kevin Durant. 
Gordon, the main thing we're talking about really is what defense the Celtics are playing on Kevin Durant. They have been relentless. They have been mm-hmm. consistent. Absolutely. And, uh, Very physical. And and th- and it's not going to change until the officials change it. But here's what KD says about that Celtic D. They're playing two or three guys on me sometimes when I'm off the ball. They, you know, mucking up actions when I run off stuff. Is I see Horford leaving his man to come over to hit me sometimes. They're just playing two or three guys hit me wherever I go. And that's just the nature of the beast in the playoffs. And I feel like I got a couple good shots there in the, in the fourth that just ain't go down. But, yeah, I see, I see a few of their guys around me every time I get the ball or, you know, when I'm setting up. And so I got to be more patient but also play fast sometimes too and off the ball just be able to move a little faster, screen a little harder for my guys to get free. All right, so with these struggles, what comes next for game three? Come back and play. Get ready for work tomorrow and just keep grinding. You know, I'm going to turn the ball over. I'm going to shoot the ball a lot in the playoffs. I mean, play a lot of minutes. You know, I'm going to be expected to be aggressive throughout the rest of the series. So, throw some of that stuff and look at film and just keep playing. That's all he can do, Gordon, is keep playing uh, because, as Jay Will will tell you, there's no in-game adjustments from the head coach. So, it's and you know it is. Funny, that would though, seem when, like an important part of coaching in-game adjustments. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, listen, it, it, it will help you lose your job. <laughs> Tell you that. Well, you yeah. I mean, it, it, it's 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 already again. It is the the writing on the wall is ten feet tall. If, if they lose this series, he's gone. Oh, um, there's no question. And, and at the end of the day, to me. The blame does not lie with Steve Nash. No. The blame lies with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because they are the ones who brought this guy in, even though he had never coached before, he'd never been a head coach, had never been an assistant, just that was the guy they wanted, mm-hmm. and he got the job. So I don't really – if he does get fired, I, I have no sympathy for Steve Nash. He knew the deal when he, when he came on. Mm-hmm. But the blame really – all the blame that's being focused on Steve Nash really should be on Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving because those are, the, those are the guys who made this happen. No question about it. We'll hear from Kyrie in a second. Let's hear get a couple of calls in. At 1-800-919-3776. John's in Staten Island. John, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my phone call. Appreciate uh, it. Um, I'm a longtime Nets fan, and my, I'm in my 30s, so my Nets goes from J.C. Kidd. Vince Carter, Kenyon Martin, and the dumb boys. And what, what I remember is they all play hard. They all hustled. They were smart. They played defense. They, like you said, there was a culture. Now, we were building that with Atkinson, I think I said his coach's name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was doing a great job. And we had Jared Allen. We had Karis LeVert. We had Dinwiddie. We had, we had boys that were playing good basketball. And, you know, and those, boys were over, those boys were overperforming when they were together, you know? And then the, the two stars get over here, and then we cut the whole entire team and then wonder why the Nets aren't as good as, as they were because the heart and soul of the team just got traded away for James Harden, who was here for a rent a year, who, and, and all credit to him. He played good last year. He played really well last year, carried us in the playoffs, you know? But this year, again, he was a malcontent because he knew the team wasn't good. He wasn't going to go on, the, go on a long run playoffs, and he wants to get out of there. He's done that several times already. So it's like... Every year, the front office, or not every year, but every time we get a decent team, when we build a decent team, we do the Kevin Garnett and, and Paul Pierce thing, where we mm-hmm. trade away everybody, and then we wonder why the team's crappy. You know, and, and, and it's just frustrating because not for nothing, this team should be playing a lot better. You know, and, and we need a better coach. Adoka should have been the coach of the Brooklyn Mets. They should have never hired, they should have never fired the other coach. And it's just very frustrating. This team is going to go down as one of the, the worst. It's going to be a laughing stock because those two guys came over here to win a championship and they have won nothing, zero. And when Kyrie plays, he's tremendous. But that's if and, and it's if and far 
mean? Last year he played, what, 20, 20 30 games because he want to take vacations and stuff? It's frustrating, guys. You know, I, I, again, I, I, I want to see my Nets finally win a championship or go on a long run like we did when Jason Kidd was here, but mm-hmm. it's frustrating when you have guys that just shoot themselves in the foot, and it's all self-conflicted. It's all self-reflected. How about that, guys? All right, John. Thanks for checking in. Uh, you can hear the frustration in his voice. Gordon. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, look, we're in year three of this experiment, and if they go out, they will have won one playoff series. Now, maybe you, you throw out the first year because was Durant yeah. was not there, and I think right. Kyrie only played 20 games. Mm-hmm. But the last two years, I mean, they've won one playoff series. And, 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 and you watch, you wait. If they lose in this round, the excuses, oh, my, oh you know, well, Kate, we were in the number one seed, but then KD mm-hmm. got injured. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, the whole Kyrie stuff and uh, the team, there was just so many. Oh, and the Harden trade. and mm-hmm. Ben uh, Simmons never played. Oh, Ben Kane Simmons never played. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, the <laughs> excuses will not stop. And it's just as well the Nets are the Nets and not the Knicks because could you imagine? Oh. oh. And I'll just say this, you know, you're saying all oh, the Nets, they made this mistake by going out and getting the superstars. Every, every, just about every organization would have, would have done the same Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Would have done the exact same thing. You can Absolutely. get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Are you kidding? Every organization would have done the same thing. Can you imagine? Now, maybe what not it was everyone, like? but pretty much everyone. Can where they would have just what, turned it over. Can you imagine what it was like, Gordon, outside KD's house on, on, when, when it was official that he was a free agent? <laughs> everybody was out there. Bing oh. Everybody, well. Even the Knicks were out there. He didn't open the door for the Knicks. No. They were out there. Yep. You know, it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Kevin's in the Bronx. Hey, Kevin, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks hey, for Kevin. taking my call. Uh, you know it's Kevin from the Bronx, so I'm a diehard Knicks fan, but I was listening to the conversation about the Nets, and I I think the problem uh, with today's NBA, because um, I'm in my mid-40s, so you know I've been around, you know, since like 85 I've been a a NBA fan, you know, not just a Knicks fan. Well, around since like 80, you know, like 83. But, you know, the problem with the Nets is uh, I don't think the front office is in charge of this team. It's the players. And you said it, guys. I heard it. You know, these players, just like LeBron James, and you saw where it got LeBron James, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have the players coming in and dictating what you're going to do. You know, they brought this coach in here because they said, well, Kenny Atkinson wasn't um, good enough with with star players. But that's not the problem. The problem is you have to have leadership, and it starts from, you know, upstairs. And I don't see a lot of these teams doing it now. I think the players have too much leverage. Not saying that the players shouldn't have any, but it's just changing the whole sport. But, um, hello? Yeah, Yeah, we're here. We got you. Yeah. Okay, to the the Knicks now, um, I just want to ask you guys, you know, this is my analysis, mm-hmm. and I want to ask you what you think about it with the Knicks going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is, you know, I'm always critical of the coach. So, um, you know, line. would you think it's wise to start the season with him as the coach? He's already again, coming and back, And then Kevin. you have to fire him in, 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 in the next um Twenty games, and then he's we already have to coming start back. Over again. He's coming back. He's already coming back, They're Kevin. Coming so back. that ship is sailed. I, I know, but I'm, I'm asking you what you would do. I know he's coming back. That is not in my control, or it's not in your control. You know, we are all spectators here. But well, um, because you know, as far I as would bring the, him back, um, Kevin. The, uh, to answer your question, thanks for the phone call. We're up against the clock. I would bring him back because it. 
He bears some blame for the way the season was, but he doesn't bear all the blame. The front office bears most of the blame for what this this season was because of the talent they put on. Now, as we got into the season and him waiting so late to give some of the younger players some playing time, yes, you have to look at him, and he's got to take his lumps about that. But as far as what he had to work with, Gordon, uh, he may need to take the Bill Parcells line, and he may need to take over the shopping list and go grocery shopping himself. Well, that's the number one thing they got to figure out this offseason. Where are they as an organization and is everybody on the same page? Because it doesn't seem like with you know the Cam Reddish deal, it didn't seem like they were on the same page this offseason. No, not at all. Not at all. So that's one of the things they have to change. Joe Douglas spoke to the media today, Gordon, the Jets GM, and he had a lot to say. Uh, Sal Powell on the Michael K. Show, Mike Tannenbaum, Rich Samini. Oh, busy, busy. Plus, we got to talk about a little baseball with the Mets and Yankees as well. Uh, Yankees had the day off, Larry, didn't they? They had the day off. They didn't play today. I didn't didn't see them tonight. The offense had the day off. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) We'll continue the conversation next. So, Gordon, let's take a quick look at a little baseball. Yeah. And I'll do it quickly for you because I I just – I just – I don't – I don't know what else to say about the Yankees, Gordon. I just don't know. The pitching continues to be good. I mean, Jordan Montgomery was excellent today. He was yeah, I mean, today. you know, the Tigers again, are not a very good team, but yeah, no. I mean, he did his job. Um, the offense is just it's it's a consistent thing every yeah. single day. There, there's they have played 13 games, and there has not been a single game where the offense has been good. No, not no. one single game has the no. you know like. And, and I know it's kind of revisionist history where everybody's like, well, we knew the offense wasn't going to be good. No, the, we thought that the offense would be bad against maybe good pitchers, like top flight teams. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. terrible against everybody. Yeah. They were terrible against the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, who I think are pretty good teams. Mm-hmm. And they were terrible against the – they were worse against the Orioles and the Tigers. So I don't know how to explain it. As a team, the Yankees slash line is 220 301 on base, 342 slugging. Runners in scoring position, they are hitting 176 as a team. The only positive, and I I looked to try to find some positives. Mm -hmm. The only positive I can find is even at, what are they now, 7 and 6? Yeah. 7 and 6? This is still the best start they've ever had under Aaron Boone. (laughs) That's unbelievable. This is the this is the best start they've ever had. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it's they always get off to bad starts. It usually they 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 they'll get to a point where it's like, boy, they got a lot to clean up. Usually it's like defense and base running and pitching yeah. and bullpen and it's a bunch of different things. This year it is concentrated in one area, and uh, it's hard to, it's it's hard to stomach. It's hard to watch. I mean, it is. And and at times, you know, like they don't they don't get guys home from you know running runners in scoring position mm-hmm. but they'll hit the ball hard but you, they hit them right at them today they didn't even hit the ball hard yeah they didn't hit the ball hard i, I don't know if anybody really hit the ball hard today See ya. so um i was reading about how the home run rate in baseball this year is mm-hmm. the lowest it's been since 2014 yeah boy we that's about not it earlier in the week right? yeah that's Remember? not we that is not the that not is not the, not what you want when you got a team built on home run hitters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, it's bad. Like, I still expect it to get better at some point. Yes, but it doesn't seem like they're close right now. No, it doesn't. And I'm 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 here's here's where I'm a little concerned at. 
Um, Judge at 255, I'm still waiting for him to, I mean, he had a hit today, but I'm still mm-hmm. waiting for him, Gordon, to kind of, not even the power stuff, right? Just making contact and working out walks, you know, being what Aaron Judge is. Well, you I mean, I'm doing that. I'm waiting for him and Stanton's at 216, and I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to make you cry and tell you what Gallo's hitting. And he had a hit today. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy. Yeah, um, I mean, look, we're, he, he has gotten his fair share of blame, and rightfully so, because I, I just don't think that most people like who he is as a player. And that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of uh, typifies the Yankee approach yes. to the extreme. Yes. Yes. But, you know, it's not just him. There's other guys that the Yankees are relying on that have done absolutely nothing, and these guys should be thankful that Joey Gallo is the one taking all the slings and arrows. And, look, he's been terrible. But Josh Donaldson's not been any better. He has not. Glaber Torres has not been any better. And Aaron Judge, you want $35 million a season. Can I have more than one RBI 13 games into the season? He, he's, you know, it's early. But, yeah, look, he'll produce. I, you know, I know he'll produce, and not, I know Stanton will produce if they stay healthy. Betting on yourself is not working right now. No, he's, he's rolling snake eyes or whatever, whatever is bad when you're rolling dice. I think snake eyes is bad, yeah. so I'm not sure. Now, I'm going to say it this is. because I have no, no dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. Let's go Yankees. I had I had no problem with Boone intentionally walking Cabrera. Anybody who is going None. to criticize Aaron Boone for that move is just somebody who is suffering from Yankee derangement syndrome. That is absolutely the right move. You have a lefty on the mound. You have a base open. The Yankees' job is – you think Aaron Boone cares about Miguel Cabrera's 3,000th hit? It's not his job to make sure he gets 3,000 no, off the Yankees. of course not. Oh, let's, let's challenge him here. And you know how that would have turned out. He'd have got it. And then people would have been, and <laughs> rightfully so, crushing. You can't have it both ways. You can't crush him just based on the result. You have to go through what's the right process. And that was absolutely the right process with a lefty, uh, you know, lefty on the mound, lefty batter up next. You walk Cabrera to get to him. And look, Litke got soft contact. He just, ha- he just put it in the right spot, the yeah. way, way it goes. It doesn't really matter. Yankees didn't score any runs. Yeah, it's true. Don't have to it's go to true. Elias to find out team records when you score zero runs. No. It's Nobody's consistent. won one of those. No, uh-uh. Not yet. It's hard to do. It's virtually impossible. It's virtually impossible. As far as the Mets were concerned, Gordon, this year's edition of the two guys who escaped Cleveland uh, is looking pretty good. Yeah, Looking pretty good. Carrasco pitched well today. This is the Fantastic. best. I mean, it's not even close. This is not even close to is there's no comparison. This is by far the best he's pitched as a Met today. Seven mm-hmm. and two thirds innings, two earned runs, seven Ks. Are you kidding me against the Giants? So um, and, and, you know, uh, Lindor with a, a solo shot. Home, home run right away. Yep. Three for five. It's two like runs. every single game. The Mets get a two out hit. The scores runs. They have been very fortunate. Oh early, my gosh, they've they been done great that with that. A lot. Great with that. Uh, and Canada Day did it, and that yep. to me, that one was the one that really kind of broke it open. Mm-hmm. Um, because I still thought it was kind of a game at that point, but that it one was. really broke it open. So they, it seems like they get one of those every single game. It's true. You're right. And, and I heard Buck today. I think it was from today before the game where he was saying that Jacob Degrom. They were actually kind of pleased. Was that from yesterday? Or was that from today? I think that was from today. Yeah, that they're pleased, mm-hmm. and he's going to yes. get his MRI on Monday. So yes. I mean, look, that's a that's a. Lo- I mean, he's still a ways away. Mm-hmm. But, but nothing that's, that's what you want to hear, right? <laughs> it's, it beats the alternative. It does. It's, it, it, you know what I was expecting? 
uh, Buck, anything on? on we're going to move that to Tuesday. No real well, reason. You know, know, that's the way um, the Yankees do it. Well, you know, we're going to move it a day just because of scheduling. It's not a big deal. It's, ne- it's never a big deal. And then all of a sudden it becomes a big deal. So that's what you want. I mean, you just want them to get the MRI, have it come back clean, and then at least you can go through the process and see. I, I don't think there can be any guarantees. And I think even when he goes no. through the process and, and is scheduled to pitch whenever that is. Still going to be concerned. Oh, it's going to be concerned for a long period of time. I mean, you'll be watching him every pitch, but did he move funny there? Did he go? You know, that's going to be one of those things. I mean, everything could go right until you see, until the day after he pitches. Mm -hmm. You're still, you're you're still going to be be holding your breath. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and, and, you know, when it was Buck, you know, uh, I'm just like, uh oh, here we go. Here we go. But uh, so far, so good. So we're happy about that. It's called. As Dave and Rick turn on Gordon. Oh my gosh! When this last we left, yeah, you know, like those old radio series. Uh huh. Sure. They've... When last we left, uh huh. Gordon was defending himself against Rick and Dave. Well, Dave had a retort for Gordon this morning. Mm. Because he said that we were lying about Aaron Judge. And then there was no booze. These guys are making up the booze. Oh, Aaron, what do you think about the booze? I've always been booed. It's happened since I got here to the Yankees. He's a (laughs) weaselly little turd. Quote that and send it to him. We'll have that sent right to him. Thank you. You bet. Wow. Well, I mean, look, Dave can call me whatever names he wants. But the issue is not whether or not he was booed. The issue was... Rick said specifically the boos were Yankee fans turning against Aaron Judge because Brian Cashman released the contract numbers and Yankee fans were upset at Judge for turning down all that money and it was something instigated by Brian Cashman, a master plan to turn fans against their star player when none of that is true. That was completely concocted in the minds of Rick and Dave. So, look, everybody knows if you're getting into an argument and somebody really all they can do is call you names, they don't have any facts. They don't have anything on their side. So what else do you want? I could come on here and make fun of Dave, but I think Dave's, I think pound for pound, Dave's the best host we have on the station, especially with all his pounds. But I don't do that. I don't do that. That's not what I'm about. I'm just simply pointing out how they were colossally wrong on that point and how they, as as Yankee haters, Dave is a Yankee hater, he would, I think, even admit that he's a Yankee hater. That they are overly negative when everything it comes to the, if you listen to their show, you would think the Yankees were 0-13 on the season. So that was the point I was making there. Um, I mean, we can go through them, but we only have until midnight. I mean, you know, I can go through all the different episodes. Well, Do we have more things now. of him calling me names? Well, the Dave, Dave continues. Okay. Listen, he has an issue with Rick, but you took, you heard the subtle shot of those guys. So he lumps me in there as well. I will now double down. He's a Weasley turd. 
You worry about your own show. You worry about your own baseball team and leave us to our own mornings. Uh, that show is uh, ESPN New York tonight with uh, Gordon and, and the wonderful Larry Hardesty. Which Our- is crap, by the way. No, no, no I won't crap. stand for that. No. Oh. Yes. No. It was, with Gordon taking minute. shots like that, crap. And I thought Larry was a decent guy. I used to produce that show. What do you, what well, do you-, you know what? Maybe that's why you moved on to our show. You, have- you didn't want the crap anymore of Gordon oh Damer. I won't stand by for that. Raven. Well, I'm, I'm going to continue and I'm going to make you go late. And shame on Larry. Because Larry's supposed to be a, a, a truth sayer. Instead of, oh, okay, all right, wonderful point. You know what? Get down in the mud, Larry. How dare you? I mean, it's How outra- dare you? Uh, it's outrageous. Jump on me like that. How, da- <sighs> How dare you? Oh, oh. Um, get Rothenberg on the phone. Yeah, call him up. Oh, he's call not him. calling? Oh, he must be scared. Call it can't him. be that he's sleeping at 1118 at night like they said about me. Call him up. Let's yeah. get him on the phone. Yeah, get him on the phone. Get him on the phone right now. And, no, and, and just to be clear, yes, Rick is the one that made the initial moronic point, but Dave followed in. Oh, you're going, you're going to boo your favorite player because he turned down a contract? That did not happen. That is, I mean, it's just complete fantasy. And again, the boos were like barely even there. We, it's amazing. It's amazing that uh, R.J. Santillo, since we're just calling out people, R.J. is so diligent at his job. From the moment he parachutes down from his bed and walks down the stairs of his house and gets in the car and and travels to work and then he climbs up the little Lego steps to his chair at at work, he is constantly compiling information, compiling uh, audio cuts, everything that that show needs to be the success that it is. See, I don't take dirty shots that way. I think the show is great, but it is great. But at the end of the day, you got to call out what it is, and it's amazing that RJ, who does this amazing job, all those cuts that they played, they never once played the boos again. These overwhelming boos, who they made it out like Aaron Judge was booed off the field. You know who got booed today? Aaron Boone got booed. Do we have the boos today to actually hear what boos look like when they intentionally walked Miguel Cabrera? That's what boos sound like. But there's more. Oh, oh my gosh, of course. What else can he call me? Larry was the originator of ESPN New York Tonight. Then Gordon jumps on board. It's a very nice show. I listen to it. They do an excellent job. But control your guy. Don't let Gordon just be spouting off garbage takes. Larry Hardesty might be the nicest individual. He might forget, be. forget about that this station. It might be this, the nicest individual in this city. I adore Larry. If if there was one person at the station that I had to be stranded on a desert island with, it might be Larry. But that doesn't mean that he shouldn't say, Gordon, cut it out. Know your place. You're, you're barking down a, a bad path here. Don't take shots at these guys, especially when they're right. No? I mean, he's a, a sports talk show host. Opinions are part of the, of the agenda of what you do. Sometimes you have to stand up and say no. No, stop it. You can't do that. It's a bad job by you. He's a fence straddler is what he is. I don't think so. If you agree with him, say you agree with him. If you disagree with him, then say that too. Larry. First of all. Yeah, please. Take the floor. First of all, you don't tell me how to talk. You're not my daddy. You're not nobody that is related to me. I am my own man. I've been on this planet for a long time. 
So you don't tell me. You mind your business. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Don't worry about my show. And certainly, don't patronize me. Oh, Larry's such a nice guy. A minute ago, you told me I had a crap show. (laughs) Now you turn around and tell me, oh, you're such a nice guy. Oh, who's the fence straddler there? Don't don't make me have to come into that. Don't make me have to call that show in the morning. Please don't make me have to do it. Please, I'm begging you. Please, please don't make me call the show. Mostly because I'm it's too early up. Dis- it's too early on for I us. Am, I mean, come on. I don't want to wake up dis- that early for that. I'm very disappointed in Dave. Dave and I used to Does work he- together at night. I uh-huh. thought we had a great relationship. I right. thought I filled in for him on a couple of times on his show. Mm-hmm. I thought we were very good. We were close friends. I am very very disappointed and, and and very disappointed in Dave. I really and, am. And, and look, can we just, and if I'm wrong, Larry, please tell me. Please tell me. Have I said anything that is wrong in terms of their show? Did, no. did, is that point wrong? Did they make it out like Aaron Judge, they said specifically, got booed off the field because Brian Cashman made the contract uh, uh, public and now the fans had turned against Aaron Judge. Like is that, that a party. wrong point? Is that a wrong point? Yeah, I don't think that's I, what it is. Of course not. Of course I don't not. think that's what it is. And if that's I what I pointed out. that's what it is, I would say. I, you know, right. Gordon, I disagree with you. I think that's I, what absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Please. I mean, that conflict leads to good shows. Of course. I don't think that's what it is. I just, and that's maybe why their show is so good, because they're in conflict with everybody. They're in conflict with the K show. They're in conflict with us. They have RJ, Santiago. I mean, everybody. Yeah. You know, but, but but they can call me names all they want. I have Larry again, Hardesty on my side, and more, and even bigger than as great as Larry Hardesty is, we have facts on our side. But but even once again, the whole thing was about they are stopping. They're not telling the whole issue. No, of course not. It's not about it being booed. Nobody said he wasn't booed. It was the reason that we were that. Well, I said we that the boos adjusted. were barely there. I mean, you could right. really have to strain to hear the but boos. You didn't but that say was not were the no main boos. point. Right. They're saying that you said there were no boos. You didn't right. say there were no boos. Right. There's something there, but it's not yeah. like he's getting booed off the field. No. The bigger point was the cut, and that's what, where it came from, because I play mm-hmm. the cuts in the morning, and I hear Rick saying, congratulations, Brian Cashman. That's where it came from. <laughs> All right, so now we got that straight. We got it straight. All right, let's talk a little football, Their turn. shall we? Yes. Yeah, let's talk a little football. Yes. Joe Douglas met with the media today, as did Jets normally. All the teams do is you get ready for the draft. Giants did it yesterday. Jets would do it. Uh, Jets did it today. And Joe Douglas shared with us his goals for next season. When you break it down to the keeping the main things the main things, um, it's going to be about developing and, and helping our young quarterback. Um, outside of that, it's about adding as many difference makers as you can to the roster um, and, and, and making sure that, that they fit within the culture and the scheme that we're, we're trying to provide. And then probably the third and most important thing is keeping those guys healthy, keeping them on the field um, as long as we can. Uh, Debo Samuel? Any <laughs> hey, thoughts about Debo Samuel? Huh? 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 I know. I know. Theoretically, you can't talk about him because he's still with another team. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. But you know that would be one of the goals if you want to. You know, get your quarterback ready and and try to do some things to help improve your team. Uh, you know, trying to upgrade that offensive position would be a great thing. I have a question for you because yes. I was reading the Athletic today, and they put together, you know, like the list of teams that would have interest in Debo and what they would have to give up. Mm-hmm. So for the Jets, they said the Jets would not have to give up ten, but they would have to give up their two second round picks and likely their third round pick. I'll be honest with you, I'd rather give up ten. Yeah, I would. Than to give up three other picks in yes, a draft that doesn't do that. have no, top no, no, end no, no, talent no. but is said to be very deep. No, 
Give yeah. give me give me the ten. Give me, give him the ten. Mm-hmm. A two, and maybe if you got to give him a third pick, give him something next year. But you're not going to give him well, all your look, picks. Look, I year. think if they give up ten, that would probably all they'd have to give up. Yeah. Unless I, I can't imagine somebody else is going to give up something more than that. But right. then the problem is solved, and you have the money as well. So yeah, yes. when it came, when I saw that they were saying, "Oh, give up the two twos no, and a no, three. No, 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 no. I'm I'd I'd much rather give you the ten there. You're, you're not that close that you can afford to give up three. No, you need. I would rather have more at shots at the dartboard rather than a you know a more efficient dart. I guess at at number ten, especially when second round picks hit with the same regularity as first round picks generally. So. Not for the Jets. No, not for the Jets. No, I know that. But <laughs> no, you got to turn that around at some point, right? I'd rather, and, and the way you turn it around is with more chances rather than fewer chances. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Joe Douglas, what's your feeling heading into the draft? I think that's what's so, so cool about our process, Rich, is that we get together. Uh, everyone checks their ego at the door when they get in, the, in these draft meetings, and uh, everyone has their own opinion, and everyone, uh, you know, there's, there's some good, good dialogue, good discussions, good back and forth. Um, I think the, the art to it is you're, you're really trying to, get, you're tr- you're trying to get the players that everyone is excited about, um, the coaches and the scouts. Everyone's excited about these players, and so um, you know, quite a few guys. There was there was some agreement on, and then there's other guys where you're you're having discussions. You're trying to see it from their point of view. They're trying to see it from our point of view. That's what that's what really makes this process special. But at the end of the day, we're trying to get guys that we're all excited uh, about being Jets. Are you excited about Makai Beckton missing the offseason program? Makai's not here. Makai's uh, back in Dallas. Why is he not participating? Uh, well, these these are voluntary. Um, just in, in terms of, uh, of Makai, um, we've had uh, great uh, dialogues and discussion back and forth with uh, with with his medical team back in Dallas. So uh, we're we're on top of everything uh, with him right now. Um, again, these are these are voluntary uh, sessions with the team. Once again, Gordon, we discussed it um, last night with the Giants about Tony. With all the injury history that Makai Becton has had, and I get that they're in contact and everything, Gordon, I think it would be nice if he was there. I'm just uh, to, to me, it's not as egregious as Tony it's not because, as You're yeah, right. but it, it's in the same it's in the same area, right? I mean, the, the the amount of injuries that he's had, you want him to be, especially because. We don't know. Like, w- w- do they view him as their long term solution at left tackle? They don't know. They don't know. I don't think and, they know. And that makes it difficult when you have two first round picks. Like at some point we gotta get a long term left tackle, right? If we're going best player available, chances are at four, one of those guys is gonna be in the conversation is gonna be a left tackle. I mean, when they say that Fant has a chance, I mean Salah said Fant has has deserved the right to fight for that spot, that tells you all you need to know. It does. They're not yeah. holding it for Makai back. It's not sitting there like, oh, no. well, we expect Makai back, and we can't wait for him to be back, and he's going to slide into no, no, no. They got to wait and see because they don't know. And even if he gets back, I mean, you don't know injuries that he's had. He's yeah. a very big man. You still don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's Boy, very that, giraffe, that giraffe looks worse and worse by the minute. It does. It does. It really does. So the Sopranos challenges the quest to just basically find anything that people like better than the Sopranos. Last night, Will decided to suggest Thanksgiving dinner. I did not get a good feeling about it. It it actually performed better than I think that uh, I thought it was going to. But still, Mm -hmm. Sopranos, a pretty comfortable win. At no point did you feel like the Sopranos were in trouble. Mm -hmm. So now day five, we're to day six 
Wow. Looking for a fresh nomination. I don't know. Has Jacob made a nomination so far? I don't think he has. Jacob, do you have a nomination of something that is universally loved to such a degree it's loved more than The Sopranos? Huh. Something that hasn't. I have two things on mine. I don't know uh, if you've done either. Okay, give them to me. Uh, First one on the agenda is Puppies. We did do Puppies, did not do well. Damn. Well, the second one would be Coffee. Coffee. Okay, we have not done Coffee. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, it's a drug, right? People love their coffee. (laughs) Yes, they do. So we'll 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 run it up the flag, you know. We'll run it up the pole and see mm-hmm. uh, how it does. I think much like last night and Thanksgiving dinner, I don't have high hopes, but right. I don't really, I don't know that there's anything that I can. I, we put up pizza and that went down. So I don't know if there's another food choice that I would feel good about at this point, Larry. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I, you know, it, 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 I don't know. What, I don't know what we're going to do. How did massages do? Uh, it didn't do. Uh, it didn't do well. I don't remember what the final total was, but it was not it was not one of those ones that I had to check it often to well, see how it did. So it's not worth all my friends, you know, texting me, calling me Robert Kraft since that happened. No, okay. it was not. It was it was a strange way to start the entire well, contest. You, I have to be honest. When you had the first uh, pick in the draft and, you, and you're not going with what the widely accepted. Well, I didn't want to I didn't want to try to knock out the Sopranos right away. Right. Well, look, hey, at least you did not get shadow banned like um, Brian, Brian Munguia's yeah. question got a shadow banned for a little while with chocolate chip cookies. So at least you didn't do that. I'm, I'm trying to find it here. Puppies got 42 percent. Massages got 32. So I believe right now massages is the lowest vote getter in the entire tournament but you got a chance to come but you got a chance to get back in there so think of a different one yeah think of a different one we'll be doing this we'll be doing it's, this for it's a while gonna be doing, we're gonna be doing it all summer people <laughs> it's gonna be all summer long there's no question about it but you can vote right now at hardest the espn at gordon damer at espn and why 98 underscore seven fm let's go to the phones jonathan is in la hey jonathan you're next on 987 espn Hey, how's it going, fellas? Um, I just want to start out by saying, first of all, your show is the best, man. I mean, I, I listen to it, especially the little song that you put, Larry, the little the little groovy music. puts me in a great mood, man. It's a dope show. It's really good. I don't know. Dave was way off, and I'm going to make sure. I'm, I'm a truck. I'm a trailer driver. So, I mean, man, your show is the best. It keeps me up. Speaking of coffee, I mean, your guys are just uh, really, really dope. Gordon, your show on Saturdays. Right here, it starts at 12, sometimes at 3 p.m., but your show is pretty cool on Saturdays. It keeps me entertained and everything. Like I said, guys, you guys are cool. You guys don't have to worry about Dave. Dave, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Probably because DiPietro is not there. He's probably getting, I don't know, he's going nuts. But I'm going to make sure I'm going to call him on Saturday morning, and I'm going to tell him he was off. You guys keep doing a great job. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate All right, Jonathan. That. I'm going to hold you to it, Jonathan, now. That's right. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? My hey, man, Jonathan, the trailer driver. He ain't never lied, I tell you. <laughs> uh, I hope this is some kind of joke or something like that, man, because I'm going to keep it real with you, man. You know, I listen to all the sports shows <laughs> pretty much except that one. <laughs> this show is horrible. No, that's not true. No, don't horrible, say that. Buddha. That's not horrible. No, it's, it's a great horrible. show. I'm, they are talents. I love both of Ricky them. Ricky Pietro and oh, okay. company. 
Yes, Rick DiPietro and company. Guess what? We're all entitled to our opinion. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is true. But I just don't want I don't want to get a so they're attacking me for non things that I said, so I don't want to get attacked for something that gets turned well, I'll do it anyway, but twisted and turned and all this type of stuff. Oh, please, guys. I mean, come on, man. You know, <laughs> you're trying to attack my man. Okay, come on, man. Outrageous. It's, it's the most outrageous thing Dave has ever done on the radio. Station, man. This dude has more credibility than any of these people on the station, man. Come on. He played. He's covered every sport. He's, he's, he's worked on music stations, news stations. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> these guys are getting a little bigger themselves. I thought it was bad when they ran my man Dollar Bill Dorchy out of there. But this is... <laughs> This right here takes the cake. But anyway, man, you know, forget them fools. You know what? Listen, these NBA playoffs, especially in this Eastern Conference, this thing has gotten very, very interesting it for has, all the it? wrong reasons. I know. For all the wrong reasons, man. Like, God, can Chris Paul catch a break, man? No. But every time that he gets <laughs> no. in the playoffs, somebody's hamstring blows. His, <laughs> does he know his teammates. I mean, good God, man. And now with the Bucks. With Middleton, yeah. first of all, the Bucks wasn't looking that good anyway. They lost that game at home yeah. to, to the Bulls with um, Zach Levine not being a hundred percent. This is a listen, man. I'm telling you, I spoke to y'all the other night, man, and yo, yo, like the basketball gods, y'all can't do this to me, man. Yeah, I hate every team. I hate every team that comes from Boston. I hate the city of Boston. I, I, I worked out there and lived out there for two years. Did not enjoy it at all. Hate their teams. Hate their players. Yo, if Boston gets to the finals, man, like, yo, this is not a good situation here, man. This is not a good situation here, man. Middleton, I mean, come on, bro. You yeah. can't be getting hurt right now. You know, and I want the Sixers to win, but I know that we don't have the full team to do it. You know, looking at that game, as happy as I was yesterday, you know, they got without two or three of their players, and we go into overtime. That, that that was not really a good look, man. I mean, I'm glad we won the game and all that, but oh my god! And, and the Miami Heat, come on, let's be honest, man. They they play hard, they play good defense, all that. You know, they're not getting to any finals. So this this is not lining up good, man. Like this is not lining up good. And you know, good God, I hate to wish anything bad on someone else. But could a Boston Celtics hamstring pop? I mean, like, this, this is horrible, man. Like, why would you do this to me? Like, why would you do this to me? Seriously, man. This is horrible. Unbelievable, man. Take care, guys. All right, Buddha, hang in there, my friend. Hang in there. It's not over yet. See, Gordon, that's the other thing that people have just resigned. I mean, I watched first take, Stephen A. this morning. It's like people think the series is over with the Nets in Boston. It's not over yet. It's two games. All Boston did was hold serve and, and win the two games at home. That's that's what that's what you 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 should be able to do. Okay, I, now I, I felt that you, way. I, I felt that way until that I heard was, K today though, Larry. Yeah, uh oh. What did K He say? had a stat today. I, oh, I don't know how this is possible. This seems incredible oh, to me. Teams down 0-2? Teams that are up 2-0 oh, okay. go on to win the series ninety two point four percent of the time. It's unbelievable, isn't it? How can that be right? Because I think what happens is you, you win one. Usually the, the one that they win in a lot of cases is game four, not three. I thought it would be high. I thought it would be like 75 yeah, no, or 72. Yeah, 90. High. That's basically like yeah. 93% of the time. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like a miracle to come back from down 0-2. It is because that means you got to win four out of the next five. Yeah, I guess. I just didn't <laughs> think it would be that high. I thought like. That's not easy to do. Yeah. 
You know, wow, that's that is incredible. It puts you in a tough spot. The Nets have to win four out of their next five. Now, honestly, because of the talent of their two guys, if they could ever get them on the same page, it's doable. It's doable. But it's going to be tough. And I don't know that this, this series continues to stretch. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? It stretches early. Sometimes it compacts late, you know, as you go later on in the series. So uh, we'll see what happens, but it, it's not going to be easy. But they, but it's not over. They no. have the opportunity. They, they haven't felt like they've been on the same page the entire year, though. This is true. This is true. They haven't been. I'm sure and, Steve Nash is cooking something up right now. Oh, that's not even the He's question. He's cooking it up. Coaching staff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wait until he brings oh. it in tomorrow. Or actually, he doesn't have to. KD and Kyrie got it covered. Tomorrow, yeah, game three is their games. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're, it's the, everybody <laughs> rotates. Steve was games one and game two. Next game, all Kyrie. He's the head coach. That's it. He's, he, and he's rolling. He's going to be rolling. He is going to be rolling. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer.